Hi folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now, Sioux Nation has built a fine team of nutritionists to meet all your livestock nutrition needs. Reach out to us today to make sure the feed in front of your animals will support the performance that you expect. On today's program, we are featuring the South Dakota FFA State Officers and Ambassadors. We are honored to have a really top-notch team here today with our State President, Samantha Olson, State Vice President, Jackson McFadden, State Secretary, Hunter Eide, State Treasurer, Elizabeth DeBoer, State Sentinel, Ryder Mortensen, and our State Reporter, Derby Bowick. Now, thank you all for taking the time to come to the program today. Thank you. So to start off with, I'd like to ask Samantha, I read that you are currently studying ag ed at South Dakota State University, and you would like to be a high school ag teacher and FFA advisor. Now, in what ways has your involvement in FFA prepared you for college and, and then for your future occupation? So with FFA, we obviously get the opportunity to interact on a state level and in high school, we had the opportunity to travel across the state and compete in different activities. And there I had to work on making sure I was prioritizing my homework and other activities. I did a lot of extracurriculars in high school, so I definitely knew, needed to know how to prioritize and time manage, which led into preparing me for state office and college. Definitely learned how to manage my homework load while being a state officer. And then it also has driven the passion for wanting to be an egg teacher and wanting to teach the youth about how they can benefit in the work industry by participating and what they can take away from learning about agriculture and how they can properly advocate to other people who might not understand or know what all agricultural entails. Sure. And FFA is the perfect organization for that, isn't it? Definitely. So, you know, going down the list here now, Jackson, you are also an ag ed major at SDSU. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Now, can you tell me about how your FFA projects helped you understand how businesses work and, and then why it's important to give back to your community? All right. So I would have to say one of the biggest FFA projects, like I'm from Millbank, South Dakota. So one thing that we did every year was Cheeseburger Day. And we partnered with Valley Queen Cheese up in Millbank. And for a day, we just served cheeseburgers to everyone in the town. And it was really awesome to get to see like the inside of how we're able to get the cheese from Valley Queen and how they're able to allocate funds and put that in different areas so they can have those resources for us on that day. And so I would have to say being able to see that and watch that happen in just a day's amount of time was really something that really stuck with me and a really cool example of what you can do with um, when you're able to work with resources like that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Now, now tell me, what time of year do they usually do Cheeseburger Day? Because I'm like thoroughly interested right now in partaking <laughs> this event. Yeah, totally. Um, it is usually held around, don't quote me now, but I believe it's around June 15th every year. Last year, we weren't able to have it, sadly, because of COVID. But sure. hopefully this year, we're able to do it again. So always a fun day and always say bring as many people as you want. Okay, well, I won't quote you, but June 15th is getting scratched in my calendar right now. Awesome. Now, if we pivot to some of the other things that FFA does, there, there's a lot of things that FFA has to offer, and folks are often surprised about that. Now, Hunter, what led you to joining the FFA, and can you tell us about your agri-science projects to help our listeners get a better idea about the science and research end of the organization? Yeah, 100%. For me, I've been around FFA most of my life growing up. And freshman year, I was convinced to go to the state leadership retreat by Viberg at Swan Lake. 
And from there, I just fell in love with the organization and the people. It definitely feels like a family. One thing that I was really involved in in high school was Acre Science Research, and I've kind of continued that at college at SCSU. It's definitely laid the groundwork. I researched landlocked fall Chinook salmon found in the Missouri River and the delayed fertilization effects. And just the stepping stones that FFA has set up for me, learning how to do a research project, writing a research paper, getting that published, put me so far ahead and put students across our state and nation ahead. Because at college, you take classes on how to write a research paper if you want to go into the science-related field. And those of us in FFA just like, hey, we already know this. This is simple. So agri-science research and the science aspect of FFA, preparing the technologies and how to improve agriculture is going to be instrumental in feeding the world for the future and all that we can do. Yeah, that's great, Hunter. You know, really, I can vouch for it as someone who did do eight years of college in order to get my doctorate in veterinary medicine. That research paper background sure helps you out a lot if you get into school. 100%. And it's also provides students the opportunity just to get networked with STSU professors and wherever they want to go allows them to find something they're really passionate about within the agriculture industry. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Hunter. You know, FFA is not just for folks in agriculture. Now, Elizabeth, you are at SDSU as well, but you're majoring in vocal and instrumental music education. Is that correct? Uh, just vocal this semester. Just yep. vocal. Okay. So vocal music education. But so how has FFA had an impact on your life? Um, well, believe it or not, when I was a freshman, I was very shy. And so like through FFA, I was able to learn some of those communication skills and some of those interpersonal skills and learn how to mingle with other people and get to know other people because of things like leadership retreat, which is the the summer camp that they have, or just different competitions and going and learning how to talk with people. And Neat enough. So, I mean, it, as you're looking at your future career path here in musical education, do you feel like FFA has brought you to a point that you're going to do a better job in this career field? I do, because through FFA, I've learned a lot of leadership skills. And as a a future educator, I will need to have those in a classroom so I can hopefully imprint those skills onto my own students someday and help them become better people as they go through high school. And as we're looking at, you know, high school and all these things that go on there, you know, FFA students in the Midwest have to balance their FFA activities with a lot of other school activities. You know, we have sports, there's homework, we have our church things we obviously need to do, and then community involvement on top of this. So, Ryder, while this can all be really a tough juggling act sometimes, how do you keep on top of everything, and what would you say to other students who are struggling to keep up with all of their commitments? It always seems like we have a lot of things on our plate, and something that I like to do to keep myself organized is actually use the calendar app in my iPhone. That has helped me a lot of staying on track of when things are up and when things are due. As well as being as a college student, there's always things that can pop up at a moment's notice. So having an accurate record on that, I know in high school too, structure is a really big thing for me. So that's something that I use to keep track of when events are so that I don't miss deadlines and I'm always on track. Sure enough. Well, which one do you like to use for a calendar app? I just use the generic calendar on your phone. I'm, I got a Mac computer, so I'm just able to just implement those right on there. And I have my Apple Watch, and it tells me what I have to do every day. So Sweet. keeps me on track. You got your watch, your home computer, and your phone all on the same OS. Yes, sir. Nice. Well, you're a step ahead of me. I'm still trying to translate from one to the other all the time. So now, Derby, 
Could you tell me about how FFA has helped you broaden your horizons and and develop your love for agriculture? Yeah, sure. So um, I come from a very small town here in South Dakota, about 180 people. And in my class, I had just seven. So um, I didn't really have that much social experience when I first got into FFA. But through the years, I've realized that in FFA, you can find your family. You can find people with the same interests as you and people who want to help you and will help drive you uh, to achieve your goals. So um, with that background, I was able to broaden my horizons in FFA uh, just by meeting new friends, meeting new people and making those connections. So through the connections that I've made in FFA, I was able to broaden those horizons. Cool enough. And now you've got my interest peaked. hundred and some people. Which town is it? Uh, I'm from Dolan, South Dakota. Dolan. Okay. Yep. Been there once or twice before. I live closest to Milltown, which has a population of eight. So I, I, I feel your pain. Yep. It's a good deal, though. I You shouldn't even say feel pain. It's actually, I, I kind of prefer it because there ain't as much people to bother you, right? Yeah, it's not too bad of an environment. No, not at all. Wouldn't trade it for the world. So now, a question for all of you. In what ways do you think that your involvement in FFA has helped you understand the agricultural industry better? So within our participation of FFA, we've had the opportunity to interact with industry leaders in different parts of the agricultural industry. And there they've helped us understand their niche of agriculture and how they got into it and their love for it. As state officers, we have the opportunity to do industry visits and there us six state officers traveled the state of South Dakota to learn so we could inform our members of the opportunities that are out there for them after college, after high school, even in high school, you're surprised of how many businesses are looking for young kids who really want to work and love the job that they're doing. Sure enough. And I mean, obviously, you talk about the job, uh, which is an adult level thing. So what do you think FFA has done to better prepare you for becoming an adult? So through FFA, we've had the opportunities to learn leadership roles and work on our speaking abilities, teamwork, and even individual works with also knowing basic knowledge of different work industries, basic knowledge of different life skills we need and how to advocate for what we truly believe in, which is agriculture. Yep. If I could add on top of that. um, Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Something that I've noticed with um, FFA and talking to employers, they always say that they always can tell out an agriculture kid or a kid that has an agricultural background because they just are able to talk with people and have a deep conversation and talk to them as people. So it's something that I've always noticed that they're able to point out those agriculture kids and they always look for them when they're looking to hire some new employees. No, without a doubt. I mean, you can, you hear that a lot from people that are in the hiring field that that ag background is a major attribute without any question. So now FFA is a pretty old organization, but things are always changing. Is there anything new and different with FFA that you'd like people to know about? Well, this year, due to obviously COVID circumstances, we are going to be moving our state convention all the way across the state to Rapid City. We'll obviously have very strict COVID uh, restrictions in place to make sure that this is in person, but we know that students work better when they do have in-person events rather than online and virtual. So we wanted to give our members those opportunities so that they can continue to grow and get the most out of their experience in FFA. Yeah, I'd agree that that's, that is a very big component. You really can't replace that personal face-to-face interaction. I think we're all very well aware of that after this past year. Oh, yeah. So I've got one more question for you all that's maybe a little off the wall. 
If you, as an officer team, ended up stranded on a deserted island, who would find the way off the island, and who would be the one to make sure everybody didn't starve to death before we got off the island? This is a tricky question. I kind of think we would split half and half. We kind of work as a group of teams. Just naturally, we break off and want to hear each other's ideas. So I think Hunter would definitely be one to help us find a way off the island. He's a very out-of-the-box thinker, so he brings a lot of creativity to our team, as well as Derby. Derby's going to school to be an engineer, so he definitely brings a lot of um, cool stuff to us of how we can work new ways into our everyday life. So Derby and Hunter would fix the boat. Who would keep everybody from starving to death before before they got the job done? Uh, I can definitely vouch for Mr. Ryder Mortensen here. He has hosted a cooking show on his Snapchat story a few (laughs) times. Nice. Nice. And uh, I can definitely say that he is the grill master. So I think he'd keep us going pretty well. Sweet. So if you're on a deserted island and all there are coconuts and iguanas, he's going to keep you going, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, well, thank you all very much for taking the time to come and visit us here at the podcast today. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you to all our listeners out there that took time to listen to our podcast. Y'all take care, folks. (laughs) 